Blitz coming, quick slant, bobbled, and I think caught by Des Bryant. Huh? Romo, down the field's got Bryant. Des Bryant stays in bounds, and he's down inside the 20. But no momentum for Dallas. Romo, flushed, finds Bryant. Instant momentum, down the sideline. There are no flags. Touchdown, Dallas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Mike and Merv on the Mike and Merv podcast, coming to you from our regular scheduled day Thursday, as we promised the fans before. Um, I'm here with this great value, overrated, yeah, just entirely overrated co-host of mine, Merv. Say what's up. Hey, man, uh, I'm Merv. I'm happy to be here, man. Let you know, Mike. Uh, if you know, if if Miller is the champagne of beer, you are the garbage of people. So Thank just you. know that, hundred percent. Hey man, uh, besides that, man, hey, I got a, a, a like hypothetical, metaphorical question to ask you right now. Here you go with these big words. Yo, man. So when you look at the schedule, do you see the schedule as half empty, or do you see the NFL schedule as half full right now? Definitely half full. Half full. So does it make this about time for those mid-season awards? That what you're thinking right now? Uh, I think I think is. I think we're two weeks too late, but uh, I think we, yeah, we're still all right, though. Hey, man, like we always said before, man, we might not be uh, on time, but we're never late, so it doesn't matter at all. That's yes, sir. Uh, okay, man, so um, you know, do you want to start from the top or you want to start from the bottom right now? Um, like Jake said, started from the bottom. Fair enough. All right, um, so who is your option for a comeback player of the year, player that, that didn't get a chance to play the full season last year but came back blaring ready to go? Comeback player of the year definitely has to be Andrew Luck. They had this team not winning a game, not being competitive coming into the season. And, you know, these, I mean, they're not, the, they don't have the best of record, but, you know, they blew out the homecoming team in the Oakland Raiders. They almost beat Philly. They're, they're somewhat competitive. They're a little bit more competitive than the Jets. Uh, but yeah, man, Andrew Luck definitely come back. No offense to, uh, you know, a couple other guys out there. No, I take I take complete offense to that because I don't think Andrew Luck is that way. I told you before, Andrew Luck will be playing with his dad in the XFL in three seasons from now. The comeback player this season needs to be J.J. Watt. Uh, he went down. He hasn't been 100% in a long time, but he's come back this year in Pro Bowl form. The man's the first Battle Hall of Famer. Uh, this season alone, not to mention, you know, over the 32 tackles, the man's gotten uh, nine sacks and four forced fumbles, man. He is demolishing quarterbacks this season. Hey, shout out to J.J. Watt, man. He got a pretty girlfriend, too. <laughs> you, better, you better hope you don't hear that. He'll come at you. That's going to happen. <laughs> hey, man. Okay, so who you got for the defensive rookie of the year? Well, you know, I'm petty and I'm sometimes biased. So I'm definitely going. My boy, Action Jackson, Dante Jackson from my Carolina Panthers. Number 26, rookie out of LSU. Uh, 37 tackles, one sack, four interceptions. Should be eight, but his ball skills are not there yet. Definitely coming to his own in his first season. We've never had a really flamboyant corner since Josh Norman. We do have uh, James Bradbury, but he's a silent killer. Brad, um, Dante Jackson brings energy to the secondary. 
His completion rate is one of the lowest in the NFL, rookie or veteran. He's up there with the Chris Harris, Patrick Petersons, Xavier Rhodes, and completion percentage. And if you really want to look at it, him and Denzel Ward, the, the fourth overall pick in this year's draft, have the same passing rating of 20, I think it was 22.6. 20, yeah, 22.6 completion percentage when thrown at them. Dante Jackson showed up last week. Deshaun Jackson didn't catch his first pass until the second half. I don't care what you say. The man held his own. Uh, he gave up some yards in garbage time, but he definitely, definitely should win defensive rookie of the year. No, I don't believe you at all. You're not making any sense whatsoever. As always, you're talking out the side of your face. All right. Um, you know, as, as only, what, one of uh, five defensive ends to come out of the first round, five, well, five or six defensive ends come out of the first round, uh, uh, Bradley Chubb is defensive rookie of the year. My man's got a forced fumble and eight sacks. He's been demolishing people on a Von Miller-designed defensive scheme. Mm. He's made himself matter on a team that defensively can definitely use some extra help. Hopefully, the uh, the draft pick they got for Demarius Thomas will come back to, to, to do something with that to be for the rest of that defense. But just the ASACs alone for a rookie is pretty impressive, especially when you consider the kind of teams that they're playing. Sure, they get the Raiders twice a year, but he's still he's still following. He's running after you know you know uh, the potential MVP slash uh, offensive player of the year candidate, uh, Pat, uh, sorry, Patrick Mahomes. You know two times a season. Not to mention the rest of their schedule. Uh, Bradley Chubb is scaring offensive linemen. Definitely, as a rookie. He, I mean, and yeah. he can, and he's only gonna get better. Think about that. He's only gonna get better. I mean, he's definitely uh, benefiting from Von Miller, but you know I'm standing with my with my guy Dante Jackson. Well, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. Um, okay, so who you got for an offensive rookie of the year then? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we both can agree on this. Uh, this was four or five weeks ago. We would probably be, you know, see different on this, meaning uh, we're talking about Mr. Calvin Ridley. But as of now, his resume is showing it's definitely Saquon Barkley and then everybody else. If you ask me, no, I, I can't argue with that at all. A couple weeks ago, I might have been trying to really argue for uh, for Calvin Ridley uh, out of Atlanta, but you know, since then they've kind of shut him down. They've kind of figured out a way to keep him down. Uh, Carrezo Julio for finally getting his first touchdown. Uh, Mike will tell you he called it a couple shows ago, so I can I go back and look at that. I did, definitely did. So um, yeah, um, definitely Berk, um, Berkeley coming out. He, um, I was told a lot about this kid prior to this. Um, you know, Penn State, he's he doing work out there. Uh, he's kind of a combination between, you know, an Adrian Peterson and Maurice Jones-Drew. He's that low center of gravity, and he'll drag anybody he has to drag with him, and he has that explosiveness. He has that second gear. Uh, that's just it's, it's really tough when you're, when, you're, when you're a lineman and you can't grab him. Linebackers can't catch up to him, and corners are too small to tackle him. It's really tough to keep a guy like that from not getting, you know, a couple hundred yards a game easy. Also, he's second on the Giants in receptions behind, of course, Odell Beckham. Do they, so, have, do they have any other receivers on that team? I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, who you got for uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I got Mr. Knife Throwing, Offensive Smacking, Aaron Donald. Show your work on this one. I'm going to need to see this. 30 tackles. The man's played 10 games, got 10 sacks, forced fumble, and he was like, you know what? Let me just add a pass deflection into that. The man is dominant. He gets double team every time. It's it's Aaron Donald and everybody else. That's all I'm gonna say on this one. No, you're talking nonsense, man. It's Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack legitimately single handedly 
changed the entire dynamic of the of the Chicago Bears in, in entirety. Not just offense, but on defense. He's made Mitchell Trubisky look amazing because they're always in great position due to that man always stopping people on third downs. Uh, just only we're only playing six games this season. Uh, he has twenty tackles, five sacks, and and uh, an interception and four forced fumbles. The man is a force of nature. All right, teams are game planning not for anybody on the offense of the Chicago Bears, but strictly to keep this man away from their quarterback so they have a chance of winning. Shout out to Khalil Mack, though. I do respect him, though. All right, so I'm, I got to go Khalil Mack as Defensive Player of the Year, even though he hasn't even played, you know, as many games as everybody else has. You know, I hope he comes back soon. If he makes it back by the time they make the playoffs, they have a legitimate run to make the NFC Championship game just based on the lookings right now. I mean, hey, let's see. The NFC is definitely shaping out to be the better conference this year, if you ask me. All right, now we get into the fun categories. with not just grind and gloom and doom. Who is your offensive player of the year? Uh, I mean, is it, is it anybody else? Is it is it anybody else? Uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I can't argue that. Is Patrick it, Mahomes is, is listen, doing work. Listen, is it anybody else? I mean... Is there is there is there one A one B in this, or it's just Mahomes and then everybody else? I mean, let's take a look. See, Patrick Mahomes sitting right now as it stands, um, twenty nine hundred passing yards in ten games, twenty nine touchdowns in ten games, but seven interceptions. Okay, but he had what? Uh, go to the Jacksonville game. He had what? Three of those. Three in it, was, it was it was it was two against New England. And two against Jacksonville. Okay, um, some of the better defenses in the NFL. And, but the the, the the thing I'll say this is that you see where the 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 surge of young energy is kind of falling off for him, only because ever since he got the two interceptions in Jacksonville, he's averaged at least one interception per game. Okay, but we did have a talk and say that he's definitely a gunslinger. No, the man the man's definitely a thrower and, and not a passer. And if I see it right, the man is averaging. At least 300 yards a game in no, 10 games. No, you're 100% correct on that. So, I mean, I, I give it to you only because he's so far and above anybody that'd be behind him. It's not so much as that he's so spectacular, but he's so head and above shoulders of everybody else as far as it comes to, uh, you know, offensive play style. But the next category is a little bit different. This is all around. This is who is your current MVP for this year? Uh, again, it should be clear cut. It's uh, Todd Gurley. And, no, but go ahead. Show your work. Todd Gurley, 182 carries, 862 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. So that means every two times he touches the ball is a first down. 12 rushing touchdowns. And you would think that's it. No, he's added 37 receptions, 362 yards, and four touchdowns. So in 10 games... Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Gurley has scored 16 times and has over 1,000 scrimmage yards. I'll see that and raise you this. The MVP for this season, uh, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, and physically and on this NFL field is going to be Drew Brees. Bias. No, I'm not biased. The man has broken a record this year. Okay. All right? The man's on pace to break another record, having 77% completion, breaking the record that he set before that. Okay. All right? Also, besides, let's, let's say just this year, just this year specifically, the man's thrown for 2,300 yards, 18 touchdowns, and only one interception. 
Me and you combined have thrown more interceptions than that this NFL season. I'm pretty sure it was like a tip pass or something. I'm saying it wasn't even a real interception. I'm pretty sure it just happened to land on somebody's head before it hit the ground. You want the NFL to take that interception back? It'd be nice. I figure okay. they should. All right, all right, so, all right. And it, against Minnesota, for God's sakes. All right. uh, so I'm going to say this. It's Drew Brees for MVP. That's how it should be. That's how I believe it 100%. All right, so Mike, as far as midseason awards are going right now, Coach of the Year, hit me. Andy motherfucking Reed. You're wild as shit, go ahead. All right, Chiefs 8-0, 4-0 at home, 4-1 on the road, 3-0 in the division, and they they lost to a surging New England Patriots team. Patrick Mahomes, out of this world. Tyreek Hill, out of this world. Kareem Hunt, out of this world. I can keep going. Look, I'm done. I'm done listening to that. Look, right. look it's going to be Matt Nagy, bro. Five and three. What? Chicago Bears, they always give it to a first-year head coach who flips a team from nothing to a playoff contender. That's exactly what he did. He used to give half that award to friggin' Vic Fagno, who friggin' turned around and made that uh, defense something worth something. Listen, it's Khalil Mack holding you hostage to say this. He's not, but the man is just doing so much. I got to give Khalil Mack on it. It should be the Chicago Khalil Mack of this. All right, all right, all right. So I'll tell you right now, uh, Matt Nagy wins Coach of the Year. All right. Hey, Mike, if we could stop the sports arguments for just one moment. I remember you saying you was in the market for a new house. Definitely, man. I'm trying to settle down, put my roots in Orlando. Uh, Yeah, but nobody's really helping me, bro. Hey, man, I got somebody who will help you out. Giovanni Figueroa from Lake Mary Realty, LLC. They handle residential real estate. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you can get a hold of them. Uh, what's his contact information, man? He sounds like a good guy. Hey, man, the number for you is 407-994-9106. Or you can hit him online at LakeMaryRealtyLLC.com. Your best interest is their priority. All right, man, sounds like a good guy. I'll definitely look into it. Hey, let me know how it goes. Once again, back from the break with everybody's favorite segment. Hey, is the Week 10 NFL predictions. I want to wanna, I wanna know how much money y'all want because me and Marvin want to cut. Yeah, because I know y'all getting something off these amazing predictions we're giving. But we'll jump right into it. Uh, Mike, you said your prediction in the last segment, so I'm going to say mine. I got Pittsburgh taking that care of Carolina uh, by 13. Uh, Connor gets 100 and A.V. gets 100. Chilling. You all saw your damn mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, next week, uh, kicking off on Sunday, we got the Redskins coming off of a, uh, a pretty close call game, but still lost. Uh, as they tend to do for sometimes, you know, Alex Smith's not throwing a thousand yards a game like he like he needs to be. He's a check down kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, going against the Buccaneers, who are also coming against a loss from the Carolina Panthers last week. So, uh, what do you got? Two teams that have taken losses from NFC South teams last week. Who you got? The Redskins uh, at uh, at Tampa Bay. Uh, I definitely think uh, Tampa takes this. Uh, Fitzpatrick is going to come out guns blazing. He's not going to have to see. The defense he saw last week, even though he lit us up in the second half. Shout out to Fitzpatrick for uh, showing a little bit of magic, not enough. Uh, I definitely think they take this by two touchdowns. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say the Redskins, man. I don't think Fitzpatrick has it. I think that it was it was garbage touchdowns that he got from being down so far. Uh, I got the Redskins doing it. They're they're a chugging along team. If they cannot get down early, uh, they can they can outlast any team they need to. Uh, next, we got the uh, the, it was like the Cardinals heading uh, to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. 
Mm. Uh, Cardinals coming off a bye. Chiefs coming off of a of a closer victory against the Browns and probably should have taken place. Listen, uh, if this game, well, we saw the Cardinals on a prime time on Thursday night, one night, and uh, you saw how fast that game was over. And that was against the Broncos. So they playing the Chiefs against both of our candidates. Uh, we have the same candidate for offense player of the year. This game's over by the second quarter. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on Mike. That I don't agree a lot, but I'll have to take that one on with you. Um, here's another one. This is the Garbage Bowl. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills and the Jets. Uh, the Jets starting, obviously, Sam Darnelson, who has a season-high 14 interceptions against, I don't know, they might be just out, you know, in, in the middle of Central Park holding tryouts for the Bills quarterback for this week. I don't know who's going to start. Oh, my God. I wish you guys could see my face picking this game. So, um, so you got the uh, Jets and Bills. Listen, uh, I think that the Bills just signed Terrell Pryor as a receiver. They might as well use him as a quarterback. That's what we said last week. But, 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 but. The Jets suck that much less than the Bills do. So I'm just going to take the Jets. I'm just going to take the, the team that sucks they, the least. They, they, they if it matters at all, they didn't mention yesterday... Uh, that there was a chance for uh, for Josh Allen to play. So does that sway your decision whatsoever? No, it doesn't. Whatever. Okay, so we got um, two teams who I feel like they are flip-flopped in their division. I feel like the Jaguars should be a lot higher and the Colts should be a lot lower. Uh, we got the Jaguars heading in and we're take on the Colts. Uh, how you feeling? I think the Jaguars are, what, four-game win streak? Um, so... I mean, four-game losing streak. Yeah, I'm about sorry. to say, uh, that would be correct. Four-game losing streak. Okay. Colts have won. Ever um, since they won, ever since they won their uh, their so their Super Bowl against the Patriots in the regular season. But I don't know, man. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna take a reach on this one. I say the Colts steal this late with a field goal. It wouldn't even be a steal. Technically, the Colts are on a two-game win streak, so I'm gonna go with the Colts as well. Uh, next game we got looking into is going to be uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, who somehow actually found a way to lose to Minnesota last week, taking on the, as I run in this whole podcast, the Chicago Khalil Max. Is Khalil Max playing? No, he's not. It don't even matter because the rest of that defense is still good. I got I got the Bears. So you got the Bears t- taking over the Lions? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with you on that. I'm going to take the Bears as well. I'm, I, I know people hate us agreeing, but some of these games are kind of lopsided. Definitely. Um, we got my New Orleans Saints with the addition of Des Bryant mm-hmm. uh, heading to Cincy to take on Andy Dalton and the crew. Um, you know, they're still playing without you know, A.J. Green, yeah. uh, but Boyd stepped in. Joe Mixon. A couple of guys have decided to, to pick up the pace on that. Uh, who you got when the Saints travel to Cincy? Well, I mean, the Saints are always slow when they play uh, outdoors, especially in cold games. And uh, it's... What mid November, mm-hmm. almost mid November in Cincinnati. So I don't know the weather up there really. It should be listed for the uh, high forties, low fifties. High forties, low fifties with a passing team. I say if they can get Kamara going, I, I, you know it should be all right. But I'm gonna take them in a close game. I think they grind it out with Kamara Ingram and they wait to explode Dez, uh in the dome. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, I don't think Cincy has the line that everybody thinks they have. No. Uh, Andy Dalton will have to probably chuck the ball because knowing the Saints, they're gonna they're gonna make sure a team is down early. Definitely. I uh, usually always playing from behind when you play the Saints because Saints get get they 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 score high and fast. Yeah, I think this game would be tough for Joe Mixon to get some running room. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, next question. I'm not gonna give any lead into this one. Uh, can the Titans beat the Patriots? Uh, yeah, if the Patriots don't show up, <laughs> they just they just missed the bus, huh? Yeah. 
All right, uh, we got uh, two teams who lost last week. Uh, we got the Falcons and the Browns. Uh, Falcons showing no, a lot Falcon, of heart. Falcons won. They beat the Redskins. Oh, you're. Oh, I do apologize. You are right. Yeah. Falcons uh, beating the Redskins, facing the Browns, who gave the Chiefs a hell of a run. Uh, how you feeling about the Falcons heading to Cleveland? Uh, if you got anybody on the Falcons as a fantasy player, offensive wise, obviously, I would start in this game. Browns, they're def- definitely taking a step back. They showed promising this year, being in four overtime games. They should have won all of those games. And, uh, yeah, Falcons, Falcons don't have a bad record, but their offense is still going to be potent. I think Julio Jones gets fed. Uh, Telvin Coleman and the rookie is, uh, I forgot his name, is Smith or something like that. Something Smith. I'm sorry if you listen to this. I don't know your first name, but I definitely know your last name because you put 65 on my Panthers. Hmm. Uh, they definitely have picking up the pace for Devontae Freeman being out. I think Atlanta takes this handedly. Hmm. Two to three scores. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Cleveland this one. I think Cleveland can figure out a way to take care of the Falcons if they can shut down Tevin Coleman and, and, and keep the tight end at bay, keep Hooper at bay. I think they can do it. It's going to be a big game for the rookie Denzel Ward guarding Julio Jones. No, it definitely, it definitely is. Uh, placing the premier receiver in the league. Uh, next, we got uh, the Chargers uh, coming off of a win against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, facing the Raiders um, now is going to be a little lopsided because the Chargers are going to win a lot of a lot of uh, illegal man on the field penalties because Nick Mullins still has his foot up the Raiders' ass. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of a lot of thirteen men um, on the field. It's not. There's nothing to talk about this game. Char- <laughs> Chargers got this. You don't think the Raiders can turn around and rally? No. All right, fair enough. I offered. I, I tried Raiders. I tried. I'm going to Chargers as well, but I tried to give you guys some leeway. No. All right, we got uh, coming off a loss. We got the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Fizz against the Rams coming off their first loss of the season. Mm. Uh, Russell Wilson still my still. Well, I can't say my pick for MVP anymore. Obviously, now it's Drew Brees. But I still I still love you, Russell Wilson. Uh, you was in the Entourage movie, so you're all right with me. Uh, what happens here when these uh, NFC West rivals meet? Uh, I think the Rams get back to the winning ways. I think uh, definitely when you play uh, Drew Brees, if you get down early, you got to abandon the run. So they had to get away from their star stud running back which is my MVP pick, Todd Gurley. I think he gets fed this game, 25-plus carries, three-touchdown game. True, terrific. Hey, man, we got, uh, let's see, Dolphins at Packers. So, Dolphins heading over to Green Bay, Lambeau Field. Um, I think Brock Hall, yep, Brock Hall's still starting. Has has the Dolphins ever traveled to Green Bay? Uh, I don't think I've never seen them play in Green Bay in my time. I might look at I might look at that. You know, Dolphins. I don't think they're 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 not a cold weather animal. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, you. Aaron Rodgers. He takes this <laughs> easy. All right, uh, we got the the game of the week in the realm of uh, America's team, the Cowboys, facing against the Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my goodness. If there are there any, you two see how boring I'm, I am, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. I yawn for this game. Uh, the Cowboys they just got shown up by uh, Tennessee on Monday night. What was it twenty eight fourteen final? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Eagles put it together. They try to build their wild card resume, and they, it starts with this game right here. I got uh, I got Ezekiel getting. Uh, I was like, I got, uh, I, I, I got him. Hmm. I got Ezekiel getting. 150 all-purpose yards and uh, Eagles losing by 10. I got the, the Cowboys by 10. All right. Um, and then Monday night's game. Um, this game, in theory, should be not watched by anybody. But there's a lot of, of, of New Yorkers and a lot of bandwagoners that are going to watch the Giants play. Uh, the Giants facing the 49ers on Monday night. 
How you feeling about that one? Uh, the Giants should take care of this, uh, but but Forty Nine just put they they foot up they foot up uh, the Raiders behind. I don't hey, know. listen, the Forty ers that rookie quarterback, he should do his thing. So, question then: If if Rinkerek goes goes five and zero in his first five starts, uh, are we done with Garoppolo or what happens? QB battle this offseason when Garoppolo is healthy. How is it even a battle when you have a rookie who's making one uh, hundredth the amount of uh, on on the paycheck? How, how do you even compete with that? I'm just saying, bro. They obviously pay him because they want him to be there. So we'll see. All right. I've added games. I listed um, any any fantasy standouts specifically. Uh, I mean, you, you pretty much. There's games, like you said, there's games that's lopsided, and there's games that's pretty much you know who's going to do what. So, you know, there's not too much inside this week. Uh, definitely, I will start the Chargers defense against the Raiders offense, and I would probably start Aaron Rodgers against the lackluster Miami defense. And pretty much, if you're going to – this week, this week my message for all fantasy players is go with your heart. Don't second-guess it. I'm speaking from experience. Last week, I left Tevin Coleman on the bench mm-hmm. in a PPR league that I'm doing with my old teammates from Semi Pro, and he left. I left them on the bench with 42 points. That sounds that sounds a little painful. Yeah. Um, question, man. Um, if he's if he's on the waivers and you need a wide receiver, are you starting Des Bryant? Uh, no, not this week. I would definitely go Mike Williams. Fair enough. Fair enough. I ain't mad you about that. Hey, thank you guys for coming up, man. Uh, we got a live show coming up. You guys should enjoy that, seeing our pretty faces, not just small clips on Instagram. Uh, anything you want to say, Mike? No, man. Just wanted to shout out everybody. Again, you know, I know I sound like a broken record, but without y'all, we, wouldn't, we couldn't do this. Uh, appreciate the 73 strong followers on Instagram, on the Mike and Merv podcast, official IG page. Like, again, I'll reiterate it. The 100 follower will get a customized Mike and Merv Hoodie, long sleeve, a T-shirt to their liking, however they want it. It's going to be on us. So for that 100 fan, we haven't met you yet, but we definitely look forward to meeting you. Appreciate it. And you guys take it easy, man. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Black Man from the Offensive Line. Now, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) I don't even sound like Black Man. That's because the Offensive Line has been doing a couple new things, and I want to share those with you. Yes, we went through some changes. Now, our format is a little different. Thanks to Damian Cross, he actually changed things around a little bit for us. But don't worry, we're still gonna say things like this. <coughs> if, it you, if it makes you feel better, I saw a stripper pull a tampon out of a puss. That <laughs> is on, on Instagram. Disgusting. And let's not forget stuff like this. The Asian dude with the black girlfriend yes. who tried to um, suck his dick? Yes. Okay. He remembers. Mm-hmm. Of course he remembers. Mm-hmm. And don't freak out. We're going to still have new stories like this. Come on, Ron called him the Catch Me If You Can molester. <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever seen Catch Me If You Can, he just fucking cons his way to any job he wants. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Molest me if you can. <laughs> yeah. Come to a theaters near you. <laughs> still directed by Steven Spielberg. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we it's actually the sequel. But yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's coming back. Yeah, this one is Molest Me If You Can. He's fat this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no worries. Fence Alignment will still be just as fantastic as you remembered. And also, you can still catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, OffensiveLine.net, and even on Radio Vegas Rocks. <laughs> right? Offensive Line. Being just as shitty as you. <laughs> <laughs>